me as a vessel. I thank you, God, for allowing me to stand in this place. And God, I pray that as I break the bread of life, that you would speak through me. God, I pray that you would move Gloria completely out of the way. And I ask Holy Spirit that you preach. And God, I pray today that through this word, none of us will leave here the way we came, bound, tormented, or lame. Preach, Holy Spirit, preach. Teach, Holy Spirit, teach. And we ask it all in the blessed, mighty, special name of Jesus. Amen and amen. As I was walking out of the house this morning with the word that I thought I was going to preach, under my arm, pride, and just as I got to the door, the Holy Spirit said, you know, it's youth day. They're going back to school. Talk to the children today. And now I didn't have time to go back in and write anything else. I didn't have time to go back in and think about what? I would say, but then the Holy Spirit told me what to say, and I said, all right, you got it, Lord, and I'll do it, and you know something, he gave me the title, too, and it's an awesome thing to be close to God like that where he can talk to you when he gets ready. And sometimes I ride along in the car all by myself and I find myself singing real loud a melody that I had never heard before. And I would say, God, you know that sounds pretty good. When I get home, I'm going to write it down. But I guess it was just me and him fellowshipping together because by the time I get home, I will have forgotten the whole thing. And so, we're going to let God have his way today. We're going to let him do what he wants to do however he wants to do it. And we're going to let him preach however he wants to preach. Our text this morning is found in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses 12 through 14. And then verse 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And verses 12 through 14 and 47. You may stand with my brother if you feel like it. 
peace. Amen. First Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, verses twelve through fourteen and twenty-seven. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body. And so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given the one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part but many. And now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. A fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloudy dust, and a hearty high-yoled silver. <laughs> and with his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring, resourceful master rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. Six men of justice rode into an ambush with death for all but one. One lone survivor lay on the trail, found there by Tonto. His wounds quickly mended, and then in the night, six graves were put there to hide them from the outlaws. That one man lived to fight. He chose silver bullets, a mask to disguise himself a great silver stallion, and then he began his fight. Wow, I used to get excited about seeing the Lone Ranger. As a matter of fact, I don't know how it was when you all were growing up, but all of us, there was nobody, no kids, nobody running up and down the street when the Lone Ranger came on. We were all there, ready to see the Lone Ranger. And I remember that even when the, uh, some of our neighbors didn't have televisions, they'd all come to the house. We'd all be sitting in front of the TV, on the floor, wherever we could find because we were looking for that masked man 
uh, with that silver bullet and what he was going to do tonight. I was impressed. As a matter of fact, everybody in our household, our playmates, neighbors, and friends, again, we look forward to the Lone Ranger every week. But as I grew older, I came to the realization uh, that the Lone Ranger wasn't really a Lone Ranger. Beside him was Tonto. I remember we used to, when we were little, you all, and that's what I want our children to hold on to today. We used to play with one another. We didn't fight one another. We didn't bully one another. We looked out for one another. And this is the word I want us to take away with us uh, today. And we would always come together and play. I don't know if you all remember, but you see, I don't mind talking about it. I remember when we used to all get together in the neighborhood, girls and boys alike. And we'd come and gather in front of somebody's house, and sometimes we'd get in the street. And uh, we would come on our long sticks. Y'all remember that? The mop poles. Yeah, the mop handles. The broom handles. Y'all remember that? And uh, we would come riding up on our horses, our tree branches, and our old poles and all of that. And We would run around in the yard, and sometimes with those brooms, we were sweeping the yard. We didn't have to rake when we got through. Ah, we were sweeping the yard, and sometimes we were playing the Lone Ranger till after dark, and we were in trouble then, because we knew that when the street lights came on, we were supposed to be in the house. Uh, and uh, uh, we would run around and up and down the streets. And then those who were, had a little more that they could offer to playing Tonto and the Lone Ranger, they would come with their cap pistols. One on each side, riding up to play. And I remember us arguing about who would be the Lone Ranger this week. And there were times when someone in the group would get angry because they felt it ought to be their turn because they had the biggest mop. And uh, there are times when they felt that they ought to be chosen because not only did they have the biggest mop, they might have had something else like the mask that the Lone Ranger used to wear. But you know, it was interesting. 
none of us wanted to really be time time. We only wanted to be the Lone Ranger. Uh, but somewhere along the way in life, we realized that the Lone Ranger wasn't alone. He needed somebody to help him to get the job done. And we also came to the realization that God did not create us to be Lone Rangers. And so our topic today is I need you and you need me. God made us to be interdependent. We're all one in the body of Christ and we need each other for support companionship and an encouragement and in his first letter to the Corinthian church the apostle Paul reminded the people that as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body though they are many are one body and so it is with the church, so it is with the community, so it is when we go into the schools, and we ought to all be looking out for one another. And so, in our scripture lesson, Paul is, is comparing today the church to the human body. And through his analogy, Paul is communicating the important truth of our need to accept our differences as individual members of the body of Christ. And at the same time, he's teaching us to recognize that our differences are what makes the body of Christ function as a whole. And so though the Lone Ranger and Tonto looked out for each other and they rode the range together, they were distinctly different. And that's what I want our children to hold on today, that we are different, but we're still one. We're one in the body of Christ. When we go to school, we're, we are the, they call us, they called us, I don't know if they call them anything else now, I, I've been out of school a long time, but we were called the student body. And so God is letting us know through the apostle Paul today that though we come from different backgrounds and cultures, we all ought to support each other in getting the job done. Tonto was Native American. The Lone Ranger was Euro-American. And though they came from different cultures and different backgrounds, and though their accents were different, they dressed differently. But 
together, they got the job done. And in our text, Paul highlights three principles of the life of the body of the church. And the first one is each member of the body of Christ is indispensable. I need you, and you need me. And Paul uses the example of parts of the human body to help us understand that though God made us different and unique, each member as part of the body is essential to the function of the whole. And some members within the current church were experiences what some of us experience today, a sense of feeling less gifted. You know we make each other feel like that sometimes, you know? A feeling of being less capable. I may not be a straight A student, but I am somebody. I am a part of the body of Christ. Sometimes within the body of Christ and then sometimes just as individuals we are made sometimes to feel less worthy. But the word teaches us that neither one of us is any better than the other. Sometimes we want to make somebody feel insignificant. And I don't know why, but we get that way sometimes. We want people to feel inadequate. But you see, God doesn't want us to act like that. And we're talking to the children, but I I think we're talking to some adults too. That we need to put down the high horses and recognize that we are all one in the body of Christ. Every individual believer is a member of the body of Christ. And though each member is distinct, Together, there is only one body. The truth of the matter is, we all come from different experiences and walks of life, and we are all sinners saved by grace. And God has a purpose, God has a plan, and a place for each of us within the one body of Christ. So I I can't just say children take note, but grown folks let us take note too. There's a story about a group of ears who were having a big meeting. And during the course of the meeting, a group of noses came in. but the ears put them out because they were different and considered not to be like them. In other words, 
the ears had no need of the nose. And so the ears felt the eyes and the noses could not bring anything to the table. But soon after the eyes and the noses left, and it was just only the ears, the building caught on fire. And all the parts of the body had gone, and all of the ears perished in the fire. Now, if the eyes and the noses had been allowed to attend the meeting, There's a great possibility that the ears would not have perished because the eyes would have seen the fire and the noses would have smelled the smoke. I need you and you need me. Each part or member of the body is necessary. The ear may not have been able to envision things like the eye can, but the ear is still a part of the body. The nose may not be able to hear like the eye or the ear can, but the nose is still part of the body. No one can do the function of the other. The church body, the body of Christ, can operate only if enough members function as they are gifted to do. The body of the church becomes handicapped if some members do not function and do the work they are gifted to do. God called me to a certain purpose. God has a certain plan for me. God has a certain plan for each one of us. A certain purpose. In other words, no one of us alone is better than all of us together. No one of us alone is smarter than all of us together. I need you, and you need me. Six times in verses 12 and 13 in, in, the, in the King James Version, Paul speaks of the body of Christ of being one. And true Christianity is about tearing down walls and building bridges. I don't know if y'all remember, but Pastor talked to us about that a few weeks ago. We ought not be building walls and burning bridges. Yes, there is diversity in the body of Christ, but praise be to God, there is also unity in the body of Christ. And all of us are important to God. God has arranged, God has combined and blended the church 
together. Let me sell us this. You see, the prayer warrior may be in the background, but the prayer warrior is just as essential as the soloist in the choir who's out front in, the, in, the, in front of the people. The lay witness, the person who evangelizes is just as important as the preacher who stands in the pulpit. The person who ministers to the sick or the elderly or the lonely is just as honorable as the committee chairman who leads the congregational finance matters of the church. I need you and you need me. And though every part of the church is more important, the more honorable or necessary is those who stand before the church. And sometimes the more honorable are those who are seldom seen, those who go about their ministry for the Lord. Oftentimes, those students who are seldom seen are the ones who, I, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes the leaders of the school, the teachers would say, oh, she's kind of quiet, so we'll leave her there. You want to see a quiet person? I was that person. I was one who I would always hide behind my daddy. People would be speaking to me, and I'm behind my daddy. I used to just wouldn't talk to anybody too much. Y'all stop laughing. I know you can't believe that, but I didn't. I didn't. I was scared to do that. But then one day I grew up and understood that I'm just as important as anybody else. I got something to bring to the table, too. Don't make a whole lot of noise. And you know something? I've been gone for over 40 years. I just moved back home about two years ago. And do you know that the first person I saw and remembered from childhood said to a friend who was with him, she used to be quiet. She wouldn't say nothing to nobody. And I laughed, I conversed with them, and then they heard she preaches. What? But you see, God has a plan for all of us. There's something we can do in the body of Christ, and God calls us to do it whether we like it or not. You know, I, I remember a sermon that a pastor preached some years ago, never forgot it. And that was one of the things that got me to start moving out of that quiet place. He said, don't let anybody put you in a box. He said, because if they define you, they will confine you. They will put you in that box and they won't ever let you out. 
And I'm glad today that I'm a member of the body of Christ. I may have come in in a box, quiet, wouldn't talk to nobody, but look what God has done. There ought not be jealousy, pride, division within the body of Christ. And my young people, I encourage you to look out for one another. Some of you go to the same schools and probably don't speak to one another. Time out for that. I need you and you need me. We need to understand that we need each other. God has gifted every believer to complement the other, and God has gifted all of us to blend together in harmony. The body of Christ can operate only if enough members function as they are gifted to. The church becomes handicapped if some members do not function and do not do the, the things that they are gifted to do. I need you, and you need me, and we need each other to carry out the functions that God calls us to. You see, Paul affirmed that every member of the body is important. Every Christian has a place and is, is needed, and to, rev to, 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 to reveal this, approve this, Peter asked three rhetorical questions in this passage. He says, if the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? And if they were all one member, where would the body be? And so not all of us will be playing leading roles in the church. God chose some of us to be supporting actors and actresses. The Lone Ranger would not have been able to fight for law and justice without Tonto. It was Tonto who nursed the Lone Ranger her back to health. The Lone Ranger would not have just been able to outsmart the bad guys without Tonto. Point number two, each member of the body is interdependent. And every part of the body of Christ relies on the proper functioning of every other part. Without cooperation and participation of the very parts of various parts of the bodies, many important tasks would not get done. And each of us has a strategic role in whatever God calls us to. The Lone Ranger may not have survived if Tonto had not stopped him. So next time you look at Lone Ranger, recognize the Lone Ranger ain't no Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger was not by himself. He had Tonto. 
he would have died out there on that trail if Tonto had not been with him. And come to think of it, the Lone Ranger even needed his horse, Silver. If the Lone Ranger ever had, there had been a time when Silver did not come when the Lone Ranger whistled, he would have been overtaken by the bad guys. And the final principle that Paul is teaching us is that every one of us is interconnected. Whatever affects one member or one part of the body of Christ is felt by all the members. That was one of the things that impressed me about Good Hope. Everybody cared for everybody else. Let, let me bring this principle home to us. Most of us don't give a whole lot of thought to our toes unless we are wearing shoes that hurt our feet. And let me ask you this. Have you ever stomped your toe? Every part of your body will join in the pain. You stump your toe. can't say in church. They're going to come, huh? So no part of the body will go untouched by the injury to your toe. All parts of the body will be affected, and all parts of your body will come to your aid. And that's the good part about it, ain't it? Huh? The back ain't going to say, I ain't leaning over. Uh-huh. I don't feel like it. Right, right. Huh? Yeah. The arm is not going to say, I'm too busy to help you hold that toe. Huh? We need each other. I need you, and you need me. I may not dress as fine as you, but I still need you. You may have the house on the hill, but you need me. 
we just can't do without each other. And uh, there are many people who don't want to get involved. They want only a nominal relationship with the church. Spiritually, however, that is not possible. Casual attendance at worship is not a church. The church needs our service. Our children need our service. I'm grateful for good hope. Because we reach out to everybody, anybody. We're a mission kind of a church. And so casual attendance is not enough. And we have a community to win. Or should I say we have a world to win. And the fact that we are members of the church means that our gifts our abilities, and our talents are needed. And in the kingdom of God, all of us are equally important. I'm so glad God didn't tell me, Glory, I'm not going to bring you out that coma because you ain't like the other folk. God took care of me just like he would take care of any of the rest of us. There's a passage in the Message Bible which says the way God designed our bodies is a model for understanding our lives together as a church. Feast on that this week. Every part dependent on every other part. Feast on that this week. The parts we mention and the parts we don't mention. If one part hurts, every other part is involved in the hurt and the healing. If one part of the body of Christ rejoices, every part of the body rejoices with it. And through the writing of Paul, God petitions, God implores each of us to be team players and live together in harmony. God fixed things so that no one of us alone, and I told you this earlier, is smarter than all of us together. Every one of us has something to bring to the table. Oftentimes, the bad guys would catch Tonto and the Lone Ranger and tie them back to back with the same rope and they each would twist see I used to love, I used to watch it y'all and they used to twist and turn and finagle the ropes until they came untied and it was often in difficult situations that Tonto would say to the Lone Ranger it's you and me Kimosabi And Kimosabi is a term of endearment used by Tonto, which means faithful friends. My brothers and my sisters, I stand before you 
while we are on this Christian journey and say, it's you and me, King Masabi. We working together. God called us to be united as one in the body of Christ. 